It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kids TV, everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Throw that all I am Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move, the best friend you just met. And I am bringing you another dope talent, but before I bring him in, don't forget to subscribe immediately, like, and comment. And if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other streaming platform other than YouTube, please hit the donate button. No dollar is too small. These donations help the podcast go, and I appreciate your support. Now, without further ado, with a career that already credits 14 years plus of professional stand-up comedy on his resume, this comedian, actor, writer, producer is making his creative presence and versatile talents known both on big and small screens on comedy stages from Hollywood to NYC and around the world. His live stand-up performances span the globe in addition to his domestic appearances. He headlines shows internationally from Europe to the Far East to the Middle East. He also tours top A rooms across the U.S. as feature act for legendary urban stand-up Don D.C. Curry. He has also starred in the feature film Muslima and starred in, wrote, and produced the feature She Wins. He kicked it all off by starring in the dramatic short film Joke Thief, which he also executive produced. On the small screen, he starred in national TV commercials for Ford Motor Company and Skittles. In his spare time, he wrote and produced and starred in his first stand-up comedy special, introducing Mr. B.C. Kingsley. Hey, that's all right. That's that dude sound like he all right. Yeah, I mean, he do he do a little something. They let, they let, I, uh, I my left two Comedy Central specials off of there, but other than that, hey, we we all right. And and this good DJ music that happened recently, but other than that, we good. Okay, so you know what? If if you want to go ahead and throw them out there, because we got to get all your credits right now. What else did you do? No, I, I mean that, that that works. And give me five. I'm just now. I'm just shooting off the hip. Now I'm just now I'm just shooting off the hip. Give me five. Also, never mind. Keep going. All right, so we're going to get into this. When did you know that you were funny, and when did you know comedy and acting was what you wanted to do? Uh, very, very young, um, but I guess we're starting this early. Uh, parents, not parents, I shouldn't say parents, uh, parents of Jays. Parents in general, family in general, adults in general have a tendency to hamper kids' dreams. So in my brain, when you would ask me what I wanted to do, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do whatever Eddie Murphy was doing. Okay, I didn't know. For one second, mm-hmm. did you say parents and Jays? I, I said parents in general. Okay, because I'm like, <laughs> like, what is Jays? <laughs> like, nigga, junkies had you. Okay, all right. Well, 
continue. So like, so like, you know, so like parents, parents in uh, general, they have a, a tendency to like damper uh, your light, like, like adults around you, right? Because whatever went on in their life. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do whatever Eddie Murphy was doing. Um, so then fast forward. So when you ask me, like, you know, you ask little kids what you want to be when you grow up. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be a fireman and I want to be a, a security guy. I want to be with no kids that they want to be a security guard. But you know what I mean? Like you ask <laughs> uh, the kids when they would get to me, I would always say, like, I want to be a woman beater. Not what? I was I was six. But for whatever reason, this was funny to me and my friends. Okay. So I never would put my hands on a woman, but right. for a six-year-old, for it to say it, to me, it was hilarious. I so I had nothing to go on, but that was me being a, a class clown uh, then. Right. Um, that was, so that, so that it always existed around sophomore summer. I, I think somewhere I, I got derailed. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go to college, okay. culinary school, or whatever. And then eventually, oh, yeah, I mean, uh, good enough, good enough, uh, Shell, good enough. And then eventually, I was like, fuck books. And then you know, <laughs> we went a uh, sophomore summer. I d- dedicated to entertainment. I didn't know what it was gonna look like, and I found comedy not too long after I graduated. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. So, what was your first time on stage like? First time on stage, I walk into, uh, I start coming in Houston, Texas, um, born in Northern Cali. I walk into a club. Uh, now, mind you, I'm a fan of Def Jam. I'm a fan of Comic View. I'm a fan of Eddie Murphy. I'm, I'm a fan of these people. I have no idea what stand-up comedy is. Okay. No, when, when you 18, 19, 20 years old, and you're going around watching stand-up, I mean, when you drive past and you see comedy, I know what comedy is, but at no point in time do I correlate that people are in there standing on stage doing comedy. Right. When I watch Comic View or Def Jam or Eddie Murphy, this is the TV show and or the movie that they just talk. But I never correlated the art form, had no bearings on that. These are just funny people. So when I walk into a club, I'm like, wait, you could just do it? They were like, yeah. They were like, it was the joint on the north side in Greenspoint in Houston, Texas. And... Alpha Rose was there, uh, RIP Alpha Rose. I would literally walk in, I'm like, wait, wait. Because none of these people on stage is, is from Comic View uh, as Eddie Murphy. And I'm like, wait, right. wait, you just go up there and do it? And they were like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to do it tonight? And I'm like, nah, man, that's, that's craziness. I'll be back in a week. Right, I got a plan. <laughs> I was back in less than 24 hours. And I haven't not been on stage then until the quarantine. So when you did it, like, because... Did, Knowing that you didn't know what it really was, and you just jumping up there, did you go home and say, "Let me write something," or just kind of went home and figured out what? That's a great question. Do? I tell comics this all the time because every now and then comics will hit me and say, "Yo, I'm trying to think about stand up. What I do?" And I'll be like, "Listen, call me after you have your first open mic and your first show for paid customers, because until then, there's really no prepping for it. There, mm-hmm. There's it was the most nervous I've ever been." The stuff that was happening, I couldn't explain. Like, you can't explain the lights to somebody. Like, when you yeah. go up there, you're like, oh, I can't see. This is different. I didn't, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that exists. And then you got to do two or three shows and be like, I'm going to wear sunglasses. And then you realize the eyes are the connection to the soul. It's just like so many. Right. You speak Spanish to somebody that don't know it. So for me, the first time up, it was, I did okay at best. Okay at best. They didn't hate me. I wasn't hilarious. It was, meh. Nah, okay. Now, but I'm, you didn't get booed, so that's the good thing. Didn't get booed, 
Okay. Um, I didn't get booed. You know, booing is something really interesting. I haven't, um, I don't know if I've ever been booed. I've been like kind of heckled a Jace aggressively, like mm-hmm. in Atlanta, but it never just like a boo, fuck your nigga. Like never that. Right. I, I, I've never, I think you got to dislike somebody to give them that. And I might. Or you got to be in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even, even then, I always, I always, you know what I am? To older people, I was always, uh, give that baby a chance. Okay. So I, I always know. had like a little bit of likability in my foot. Like, oh, he ain't going to be able to. Like, even if they thought I was terrible, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't shout it at me because I wasn't giving off the energy. I'm all like, hey, hey. I'm like all bubbly and shit. So it wasn't. Right. So they're like, he going to try by any means necessary. So let's give him a chance. <laughs> yeah. So if I, if I would have been a little more cocky or a little bit more who I am probably as a person, then it might have been, it might have been rubbed a little differently. But normally but that first time i remember my final joke was uh, I, I i still remember the clothes i don't remember any other jokes i did that night but b2k had just uh broke up okay and i remember i was like you know they're gonna do a b2k movie and uh you know they gotta find all the actors who gonna play them. well you know who gonna end up playing uh omarion the nigga that plays lead in every black movie about a music group is gonna be leon <laughs> so <laughs> I said, <laughs> Leon always gets confused about all the movies he's doing. So he's gonna be in there playing on Mario. But he's gonna be, <laughs> yeah, d- diving into the other movies like without Omarion, y'all just a y'all just a fake ass B2K. And the last thing I say was, You ungrateful sons of bitches, like in a full uh Leon temptations. <laughs> right. When I tell you nobody laughed, I was like, hey, thank you guys. Right, you're like you're not a movie connoisseur if you don't know this. <laughs> Nothing. But but still to this day, like I remember because it's like the intricacy of like how I write jokes and my references. Like if you watch Temptations, that Leon scene where he's going off on the Temptations, that's still the funniest shit in the world to me. Oh yeah, okay. you niggas got some fake ass tips. That shit was that shit is still hysterical to me. Like when I hear it now, it's like, it's not a bad joke. It just didn't work. I don't know. Maybe I, I did a whole, um, a com- <laughs> not a comedy skit. What is it called when you do a, um, you know, you take a scene and then you make your own thing. Yeah, I did. I did. A, but it was, it was the real film. Yeah. So it was a sketch. <laughs> and a guy come going off like, you are great for little bitches. And it has when Popeye runs out of spicy chicken. <laughs> right, 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 right. And they're right. just staring at him. <laughs> that shit was so funny. Like, somebody posted the other day, like, who, which one of these characters, like, impacted you much? And it was like, it was uh, Chadwick playing Brown. It was Jamie playing Ray. And yeah. it was Leon playing Ruff. And I was like, yo, listen, I... Hooper had the best acting job. That's up for the debate. But I love that David Ruffin performance. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. That walk through the crowd when he wasn't supposed to be at, at the tour. Oh, that shit is hilarious. I don't I don't know what David Ruffin looked like, but goddamn Leon killed it. You know? Oh, yeah, he did. That, like, out of, out of everything, if I'm going to be the lead anything, I'm always, like, if I'm David Ruffin. That, that's my go-to oh, line. Oh, David Ruffin is funny as shit. That shit was so funny. You ungrateful sons of bitches. <laughs> All right, how did you know? Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. I'm sorry. That's it. I, listen, I have to send you my skit about that. Baby, listen, when I tell you that's my favorite. Listen. All right, how did you know that you're a good writer? And were you nervous to produce your first film? Uh, no. So I, I can honestly say I probably have some discrepancies in my writing ability. I, I, I believe my strength is in storytelling. Um. But what I know is my work effort, my, my like my work ethic is like 
really, really strong. So writing my, the first film I wrote was not She Wins, but that's the first thing I shot. So to say you're going to write a movie is a, is a heavy task. Yes, it is. I'm writing now. This is serious. Yeah, and any and I respect it, and anybody who's ever done it respects it. Like if I met Steven Spielberg, like yeah, man, I wrote a film. They'd be like, "You did it. You completed it, bro." That's the hardest part. The hardest part is putting your fingers on the keys and actually doing it. The skill set and what the story is and how good the movie is. That's all. Fuck all that, nigga. Did you? You did it. If you, some people are natural writers. I'm a, I'm a comic. I'm a actor. I'm, like that's not my, that's not my what I lead with. But I understand right. story and concept well. So then, that's one thing. But then to say I'm going to do it and shoot it myself because I wanted the process. Like I'm a huge Robert Townsend fan, and I under, I remember the story about um, Hollywood Shuffle and him taking his credit cards and maxing them out. Mm-hmm. That she wins. That's why she wins ain't out right now. She wins a shot, it's complete, but at some point in time, I honestly just ran out of money. I ran out of money because I paid for everything. Everything, yeah. And that's Did a, you go that, to school for um, videography? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went to, I went to, uh, I went to film school um, in, I went to Academy of the Arts in San Fran. Um, but I, did, I, didn't sh- I didn't shoot it. I hired producers. I, like, I, I funded, and I was the executive producer in the essence that, Hey, you're going to wreck. You're going to do catering. You hiring every person that's on set. That's all me. Cause I wanted to know what the process felt like if it was 100% me and fast forward to me meeting Robert Townsend. And I'm like, man, I'm just kind of going through it. Actors are asking me when the movie's coming out and right. I'm in post-production. I ain't been through five, six, seven editors and that, 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 And he said, how, he said, how many years are you in? And I was like, man, it's been like, like three years, bro. It's like, he was like, oh, I was like, what? He was like, yeah, it took me six years to do Hollywood Shuffle. I said, it did what? He said, it took me six years. He said, from, from the first page to release, you're fine. And I was like, and it just took this weight off my shoulders. He was like, it's a movie. It's not a sketch. It's not a video. It's not short. If you're going to do it right, it's going, it might take you a while. Okay, Especially if you're funding everything. I was like, all right, well, cool. And we're approaching around that time, but the goal is to have it out by the end of this year. So I got an editor that's amazing. And to see it, oh, mm. You're excited, huh? Uh, <laughs> so what to, is your goal with the book? Like once you put it out there, are you, how are you putting it out? What um, platform? I want ownership. I want independence. Set a goal just to murder you have to call friends. Um, I don't know. Okay. Movie business, especially, I mean, COVID, a lot of things are happening right now. If somebody was to take the film and say, hey, we want some rights and we want to license it out and use that, 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 all right, fine. But at this point in time in my life, I am, I am about getting out the work. So hella high water. I am not waiting for people to do stuff for me. I will throw this bitch on YouTube if niggas play with me for too long. I, 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 we not, I believe that we're in a, we are in a, we are all dolomite. Times are changing. I want to be in movies. I want to watch, be in TV shows. I have no problems auditioning. I love those things. But I will not sit here and wait for somebody to tell me I can or cannot do something. I know that's right. And, and if niggas don't like the first movie, it don't matter, bitch, because I'm going to do another one. <laughs> That's right. And, a, and That's another one. That I can appreciate about um, 
having that entrepreneur spirit with any, any of my most of my friends are entrepreneurs and that's why we get along so well because we don't have that you know woe is me like what are we going to do type of attitude we're like all right we want to do it let's plan for it let's get it done <laughs> now if you like it or love it or hate it or whatever that's between you and jesus but we're going to do it regardless <laughs> yeah because you you i mean it's like a learning process right so like the first do it there's not enough film school in the world that could have taught me everything I did by doing this movie. There's, I mean, to do it all on your own, there's not enough. There's not enough. There's nowhere near enough to, to teach you how to do it this way. Cause just so many things that I learned in the space. So now it's like, all right, the next movie will be better. And the one after that will be better. And right now that sounds airy and it sounds like aloof. But Tyler Perry is a billionaire, you guys. Hello. And we all respect Byron Allen, and we respect Jay Z, and we respect Nip, and and I respect Levar Ball. Like I respect the getting it out of the mud. I will figure this out, and the learning process for doing it that way is priceless. The one thing I did because I'm um, I'm a licensed professional makeup artist by trade first, and then everybody knows me by other stuff. But I was able to be on set with Tyler Perry. Um, for was it uh, sisters in the oval, mm-hmm. and just being on the lot because a lot of people in the industry media will hey oh he think he all that and he's doing it whatever whatever right. just to pull up on that lot and see what this man has done I don't care if he stabbed your mom in the back of her, the head this man is a genius yeah. and his work ethic is so beyond just re- I was just in awe like the whole time like it it was little stuff I was noticing I was like dang and like one scene was um. It was an airport scene. Mm-hmm. The whole set, like he, like you built an airport in your when you come on, bro. And then yeah. he, like, <laughs> I when I tell you, I'm so like just in awe of everything that he's done. I, you know, everybody knows his humble beginnings, but just like you said, you don't know the work ethic and what it takes to actually get all this together until you do it. So it's like for anybody to ever hate on that man, I'm like you tripping. <laughs> I mean, and, and we probably, there's a probably a fair amount of black people that all kind of owe Tyler Perry like an apology because mm-hmm. like, give or take how you feel about the movies. I have my critiques of movies and whatever, whatnot, but I respect the fuck out of the work ethic. Like it, it ranks him really, really high for me, but I love Robert Townsend. I, that sophomore summer when I decided to go on to, when I decided to go into entertainment, um, it was a Keenan Ivory Wayans, I want to say it was True Hollywood special. And Keenan said something to the extent of he was trying to get to a name and somebody told him, man, you're going to need a whole army to do what you're trying to do. And he was like, for him, he was like, what was the biggest piece of advice you got? He was like, it's not as hard as everybody makes it out to be. He was like, it's hard. It's extremely difficult. But you are not probably going to notice that if you're in the journey. He was like, for me, yeah, I was leaving in my car. I was eating dollar burgers every night, just trying to figure it out. But right. that, but I wasn't thinking about that that day. That day, I got a show with Eddie Murphy tonight, and I got to make sure I do well. He was like, when you're in it, you don't be thinking about it like that. So it's just, it's just like, you just got to enjoy the journey. And I, yeah. when he said it, I was like, I was all in on entertainment. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't do shit in school for the next two years. I was fucking around, just trying to make teachers laugh. Like, uh, well... I got a whole nother life you guys don't know about. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. But these grades, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my grades was terrible. Out of eight credits, I got, I think, out of a possibility of 16 credits, I got two and a half one year and three the next. I literally, 
math, gym, and theater. I didn't do I history, fuck books, mm-hmm. English, fuck books. I I ain't give a shit about nothing else. I was in detention trying to figure out how to make the detention teacher laugh. Fighting, <laughs> trying to make niggas out fight laugh. Man, fuck it, bro. Now, now you look at him like, look at me now. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I feel a way, Eisenhower. Y'all didn't vote me funniest nigga, and that's fine, because uh, the nigga y'all voted funniest nigga, I know I'd kill that nigga on stage. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, what... Oh, that was the wrong one. I'm on... Here we go. How did you feel when you first went viral and got the opportunity to perform on LOL Network? Um... It was, so the first time I went viral, let, let me draw these two things together. The okay. first time I went viral is uh, probably Vincent Dracula Jones. Um, and that does really, really well. And it just caught me off guard because I decided I was going to put the work in for social media. I'm like, you know, I was sitting around in my little funky ass 1200 followers or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to dedicate some time to consistently putting out content. And the first couple of things do okay, and then eventually something catches a wave and, oh shit, look, I've figured out how to do this. Um, but the LOL thing, when they, I get the call to, that says, so I, I started a room in Sacramento, because uh, eventually I end up moving to Sacramento. I start a comedy room, because that's what you do. If, if you're a comic, like all my OGs, they had rooms, whether it was Ali, or when I would go to uh, Atlanta, it was Big Sean. Whoever, whatever yeah, city it is, yeah, whatever city it is, whoever has the room, that's who you go talk to. So when it, when I was coming to Atlanta, it was Sean. Everybody I would talk to in Atlanta, like, yeah, you got to hit up Sean, um, or and and you know, or you got to go hit up Carlos for cats or whatever, whatever. So it's like, all right, this is how I I need a room. So in Sacramento, there wasn't a showcase room. My boy Mikey Winfield had like a open mic, and Dale Van Dyke had an open mic, but it wasn't like a, a show, like. We come in, there's going to be customers, they're going to get paid, they're going to get drinks, and they're going to expect funny. They're not here right. for open mic. So I start a show, and the only reason I bring that up is because that club calls me after, when I, I leave the city and I leave this room, standing room only, and I'm like, I give it to the comics after me, like, yo, just don't fuck it up. Like, this is our staple. Every Sunday, don't miss a show, yada, yada, yada. And then they take it and elevate it from there, and they blah, blah, okay. blah. So now I'm I'm back and forth in LA and then I get the call and says, Hey, we want you to come do LOL. And I'm like, you know, Comedy Central gonna be here and Kevin Hart. And I'm like, nigga, whatever. There's no reason. What you're telling me is fucking bullshit. <laughs> you believe it? Hell no. If Why? You, you're in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Imagine HBO coming to shoot comedy, but they said we're gonna do a comedy special in Atlanta. And they don't go to the punchline. They don't even go to Uptown. They okay. go to like some hood ass room in Decatur. It's like my right. nigga. It's like that's the equivalent. They went to they went to the punchline. They went to uh, like another club. They went to all the A rooms and was like, no, this isn't it. And then went to my room that I started to at the Touch of Class uh, for Gross Second Sunday. They they go to this room and when they walk in, there's a crackhead outside fighting with a hooker. And, and Kevin and his people was like, this is the spot. So even then, when I show up at no point in time, do I believe, I show up and I, I get the show and I'm like there, I'm like, I, I show up and I see the white truck outside and I know what a production truck looked like. I was like, all right, right. this is, might be legit, maybe. Okay. I, at no point in time did I think Kevin was going to be here. No, mm-hmm. in no world did that make sense to me. Right. I walked in there and Kevin was there, I was like, 
nigga, this shit is happening. And even still then, I was like, hmm. Like, is this a prank, is this a prank show? What is it? <laughs> yeah, just like, all right. But listen, if y'all let me perform, I know what's going to be, what's going to happen if I hit the stage. So it's just okay. like, all right. And went up there and fucking showed out. And that led to the 30-minute the special. But in the essence of viral, I did a sketch about me do, being on TV with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And that one went viral. It was like it was like random. It was just like how I'm going to change once the once uh once the show airs. And right. it was literally me trying to promo the show simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But it did like like 1.4, 1.5 million views or some shit like that. It did something oh. crazy. And I was like, oh shit, like I caught one. And at the time I was on like man, I might have been like 20,000 followers. So that's a okay. that's a huge jump. I was like, oh shit, I, I got one. That's that's great. And you, and you seem like I only had 20,000 opposed to my 200, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how many followers I got, but I know it ain't nowhere near 20,000. 20,000 ain't nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, to to uh, uh thank you. Um but <laughs> for you if you want to grow the numbers, it's just consistency. And I know, I know you professional, goddammit, because you hit me about this and made it a point to send everything early. <laughs> well, you know what? Consistency has never been my issue. It's trying to figure out that one thing that makes people care. Because it's one thing, you can be consistent all day, but if nobody give a damn what you're talking about. <laughs> so Eventually they will. Eventually they will. The, it will, you, you, you do a, a good job, you are your focus and, and discipline. And then it might be also diversity, right? It's my, okay, I'm doing this thing, but I'm also doing this thing. Like, like I was saying earlier with the industry thing, it's like, on one hand, yes, I'm taking my acting classes. I take my audition classes. I spend a lot of money in that world. So when right. I get an audition, I can do my best version, right? Mm-hmm. But with the other hand, I'm creating, baby. It's like, hey, yeah. give me five season finale. It's Friday. You know, it's like, okay. uh, it's like I, I don't have a talk show but I got a dog show. I didn't get a movie, but I got a movie. <laughs> it's like, because, right. um, so this year I, I dedicated to everything has to come out. Whatever my ideas are, all ideas need to come out. That way I can get to the next level of ideas. Like, mm. cause there's a bunch, because you be, a lot of times we be sitting on this idea that we have, like, as soon as I get this, 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 that, then I'm going to do this, 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 that. It's like, right. and now six years has paid, passed and you ain't did that. So it's like, I need, um, I, I don't know what show I was watching, but I want to say it was Black Lightning or something like that. Okay. And Jill Scott's on the show. And one of the henchmen goes to Jill Scott to like pitch her some idea. We should do this and that. And she's like, oh, baby, that's a, that's a cute idea. But this is your first idea. I need your 37th idea. Because mm-hmm. by this point in time, you have flushed out a lot. You, you, you're going to know the space better. Mm-hmm. So you know oh yeah i mean it's it's definitely a learning curve like I, out of my crew of friends they're like you're the hardest working woman i ever met and i'm just like well one i don't have any children to like because you know all my friends mostly have you children ain't got no babies ain't nobody uh, with them there shut that thing up no i'm smart <laughs> uh, with the little dirty on your chest what that dirty south don't get it dirty in mouth <laughs> So, but no, I mean, because I don't have like, the, the only responsibility I have is my businesses. So all of my effort goes towards it. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I do work hard, but it's like the stuff that I do, y'all can do too. Y'all just too lazy to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, because of that, it's like, I'm always working on, I've, I've always said, add something new to your resume every year. 
Like you can't yeah. consistently do the same thing and expect different results. So every year I'm like, okay, let me figure out what else I like. All right, I like that. Let me try. Let me dibble and dabble on this. And I just keep on adding to the resume. Now I'm not gonna say I'm a perfect in all of it, but I didn't touch a little bit of everything that I liked. <laughs> and, and, and listen, that's all. Let me tell it. That's all there is to it. I when I'm in school, uh, I never get the degree because literally. I would just keep bouncing majors. For me, I need to collect as much information as I can. So when I'm in LA, if nobody likes me, if nobody cares, if nobody wants to mess with me, I can just do everything in my, on my own. That's the only right. goal. So it's like, all right, how do I how do I make that happen? It's like, all right, now I'm taking acting classes. Now I'm taking uh, improv classes. But in my school, mm -hmm. you couldn't double major. So <clears throat> if your fo focus was acting, our, the, our director wouldn't let you, our head, person of our department wouldn't let you, you couldn't do directing and acting. You need to focus on acting. But if you do the other stuff, so that I was, so I, then the next semester I would change, you know what? I don't want to do acting no more. I want to do directing. And the next semester, you know what? I want to do producing. And I would never take no uh, liberal arts classes. I would just take the electives. So then, oh, you, you know what I mean? Four years passed and I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. They was like, so if you just take these two math classes in this English class, you can get a degree. I was like, fuck you guys. I'm out. Like, That's it. I'm telling, listen, I, I'm the same. I'm like, I want to get to the point. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I don't want to have to depend on someone else to do it. So I'm like, dang, I need to, you know, I just filmed this. I need somebody to edit. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out who can edit them off. Damn, YouTube, how you edit? <laughs> And keep it pushing. <laughs> yeah, but th those those kind of people, let me tell it, will will win in the long run. And if there was, and if they couldn't win before, man, are we in a space to win now? Because if say uh, that, man, the my homegirl um, Cynthia Lucette said uh, the interesting thing is about TV shows and like people hiring you is you could get hired and fired from a show. They could call you right now and say they want you to be on the real or the talk and then they could cancel the show or get rid of you. It was like, these shows come and go, but our platforms are forever. That's we right. We control them. We are, in, and I was like, that is, I said, baby girl, you said a word right there. You, That's right. you ain't gonna fire yourself. Yeah, you can't. You, <laughs> so, the one you know thing what I mean? I learned. Who goes to those building it out on their own? And eventually, I, I feel like the public is kind of starting to catch up. And the, but the industry's fighting it. They fighting it. The oh, one they, thing I'm loving about millennials, because, you know, the old school try to be like, oh, yeah, all y'all do is stay on your computer, whatever the case may be. Now, I'm not a millennial, but mm -hmm. I, you know, I was, I'm like, I went to the Generation X or whatever. I'm like, yeah. right between, so I kind of know both worlds. But Absolutely. I'm like, one thing they did while you was telling them to go to school, get a good education, and get a good job, they created their job. So why you hate? <laughs> you know, I'm like, so. I made uh, a I've made, I have paid some bills from my gaming habit. Cause I'm, I'm on Twitch, something heavy now. And Twitch cut it, sent me a check the other day. I was like, well, fuck it. Look at this. Like, what Twitch is. Everybody keeps talking about it, but I didn't know what the hell it was. And I'm like, I looked at it. I was like, I mean, I, I play video games, but right. not like they, I don't do Call of Duty. I might do like Grand Theft Audio and yeah. combat, it, stuff like that, you know. People show up for the personality. Like the, the, well, I, 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 no, no, I'm not going to say that. Twitch was predominantly a video gaming platform, but that's not what it is. What it is is a live streaming platform in general. So there are people on there that just DJ or just talk or just do their shows or whatever, whatever. It's just gaming has always dominated the space. Okay. Because I was so, trying to figure out what the heck yeah. it is. I'm like, I went on there one time and I was like, what is people just watching them play games? I don't get it. Yeah. So, and, and now mind you though, 
so what happened was like the pro gamers, the people that are extremely good at video games, mm -hmm. they're going to have a certain amount of following. But as of COVID, as of the last maybe year, um, content creators are starting to in, in come into the space. And okay. it's just like, okay, this guy is not a pro gamer, but the community of people that is in the space, shout out Kings of the Crew, they're super dope. And or his energy or, or personality or her energy and her personality is also really dope. So I'll just be here just to support that. Like, okay. this isn't like watching my favorite person game, but this person's fun. So it's just okay. like, cause I'm not a pro gamer. Okay. But the stream is a good time. <laughs> the stream is, well, sometimes we be in there talking about fucking, sometimes we be in there just having a good time. Sometimes I'm losing and making hilarious. Sometimes I'm winning and it's fun. It, do, it don't matter. That's, you know, we're personalities. We do what we do. So I'm going to get back into your comedy. What is yeah. your favorite female comedian? Ooh. Uh, hmm. That is a complex question. I, I mean, I'm not going to go OGs, even though kudos to them. Okay. I love Tyree Lane. I love Takara Williams. I love Keisha Hunt. Uh... I love Brisha doesn't hit the stage as much as she used to. Brisha Webb? Man, let me tell you something. I don't have the actors. I didn't know she was a comedian. Man, I Brisha noticed because I tell her this every time I see her. Okay. I thoroughly enjoy watching Brisha on stage. Brisha used to do she used to do a lot more stand-up, um, but I've always enjoyed it. Um I who else who else who else uh off the top of my head those are some of my favorites I love I love watching Takara Takara makes me laugh in general just her energy I love Keisha has like one of my best friends Keisha's hilarious I think Tyree is fucking hilarious Tyree is hilarious all the time Tyree's mm -hmm. never really off um off the top of my head I'm shooting off the hip but those are the a couple that come to the head off like off the top of my dome Okay, so if you had to put a show together showcasing only female comedians, let me see if you can pick three. Who would be your top three? If I could do a show. Now, now, okay, okay, okay. Now, okay, okay. All right. Jackie Fabulous. Okay. Um, I'd probably have Jackie Close. Uh, because just off the top of my head, I'm, if I went through, a, because I've worked with Jackie so much, mm -hmm. I know in any kind of situation, she'll probably be okay. Um, regardless of, of what happens I'll, if anything gets Jackie, it'll be herself. It'll be her own nerves and she don't really get them. She's a, she, a, she's a headliner. I, I feel like all the women are very, very capable, but that's just off the top of my head. Um, and then I would probably have. I, uh, am I going black? You asking me, I don't know. Because right <laughs> there's, because there's other comics that I love that aren't black, but if I'm just saying, but like, black I understand who's your favorite. So you know what yeah, I, love, I love Taylor Tomlinson. I okay. love, um, uh, I, I love Taylor Thomas. I think Taylor, I think Taylor's have one of my favorite specials that I've seen like in a long time. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
You don't have a third one. Hey, hey, Keisha. I'll go okay. Keisha. I'll go Keisha. I'll go Keisha out the gate because, um, because if it's a if it's a showcase, if it's a showcase, then Jackie. If it's a showcase, Keisha, Jackie, oh, Alexis Bradby. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> you know what's because because here's the thing. Alexis is a, a new comic. Right. Still a still a open micer. Mm-hmm. She would definitely open this show. But she's she's funny. She's like you ever just meet somebody like this? It's funny, and I don't even know if she's aware of it yet. Right. She got to stay in the game. She has a lot of work to do to become. We'll figure out. Yeah. What her and she and she does. She she puts out a word, but she just has an energy that I think is is funny. And if you're talking about a showcase to let some people see some people that everybody might not be aware of, mm-hmm. it's like Jackie was on just got AGT, so maybe, so so maybe I can adjust there. Um, Ambria don't really need my help. I think Ambria's hilarious. Uh, Crystal Powell has her credit, so it's like uh, I can't think of. You know what I mean? Like just off the top of my head, like I'm like, hmm. Uh, I'm trying because I'm, I'm trying to. If it's a showcase, definitely Alexis, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely Keisha, and I don't know who that other person would be because I would definitely move Jackie off. Jackie don't. I don't. I, I shouldn't say Jackie don't need the credits, but Jackie just did <laughs> AGT this year. She hey, literally. Hey, we're gonna move you out of the way real quick. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine, Jackie. You're a headliner club. Shakara's headliner club. Tyrese, everybody's rich. All y'all are doing. <laughs> right. So now, like, who, who, like, same thing with, like, Taylor. Like, now, who would I call to, like, elevate the, you know, the platform? Well, and, and that's rare, though, because in this, well, in comedy, from what I'm understanding, it's more male-dominated. So it's rare yeah. for, you know, a male comic to try to push up a female comic before they, you know, get themselves in there. And I'm like, that's, that's a rare quality. Any women that know me in this business know that I have always made it a point to be very kind and caring to the women. I have made it a point in my career. This ain't really nobody's business, but I don't fuck female comics. Like there's been a there's been a hard um, press to do this on purpose because ah uh, and Sitar Spiritus ha got it. Got my <laughs> Ooh, made it. Uh, uh, there's a it, it, there's a hard press to a male comic will call a female comic like, hey yo come over here and write and then you come over there and that nigga want to fuck he want to get dirty oh. lips yeah. <laughs> that's all it says is dirty is he just want to get you know dirty. I can back up it's no 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 I can't say dirty no, I dig it out. Uh, <laughs> So he he might he, that's what he's thinking about. Whereas me, if I say less right, maybe I meant less right. Like yeah. me and um, my homegirl Shondalia, uh, we produced a, a whole special together, and I mean a whole web series together. And it was by far forget female. She was by far one of the funniest, easiest, hardworking people that I've ever had to work with. It was it, extremely easy. When shit was messing up, she would like handle it. If if, yes. I, if if something was going wrong on her side, then I would handle it. Was like, and it was just like a, I was like, "Yo, this." Never do I say, "Hey, uh, hey, James, you want to work on a project? All right, cool. You got some ideas? All right, cool. Let's write it." And then somebody says, "All right, I'm gonna." So you will write half, I will write half. I'm like, "Wait, you gonna do some work? 
<laughs> All right, cool. We gonna we gotta uh you know we gotta hire some people to do it. All right, so who paying for it? We'll we'll split it. You gonna put some money up? Like it right. never happens. Yeah, it never true. happens. Chandelier is one of the few people that it, it ever. That's happened. funny because I I actually grew up with a uh, girl named Chandelier. I was like, this you the only person I know named that. Well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's actually dope because what a lot of people don't realize, well, I'm not gonna say all, but most men don't realize women are the consumers. So if you treat yes. them bad, we ain't buying your shit. So come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have made it a point to I am your safe space if you are a female comic. You good. I'm very flirtatious, but I ain't got no follow-up. If I just be saying shit, but I'm not gonna ever make it uncomfortable. So I'm have gonna... you ever had some, like you was, you know, flirting and then they they try to drop the thing on you? What you do? I was I, I I say no. <laughs> I say, I'm dead ass. There's yes, there, those things have happened, and I normally uh, like actively avoid that space because we got to be in each other's space too much all the time. Yeah, it's all good until uh, I I've yet to sleep with a woman after she's like, Ugh, get away from me, never call me again. Right. If you like me, chances are you'll probably like me more after. And then I'm at some show trying to get numbers and flirt with other chicks. And now it's just made some weird ass environment. Yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> All right. Now, if you could write the perfect dramedy film, what type of character would you play? And what what, what role would you give me? Ooh, a, a, a dramedy. Mm -hmm. A dramedy. The dramedy would be called Dirty. That's all. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Drop it'd be called dirty, no other words. Uh, <laughs> <Too many streets. laughs> um off the top of my head, I like a world where there's some intense storytelling to where something has to be completed and maybe you're the boss lady. Okay. You the boss lady in charge. I can I can see a, a world where you have to tell um you have to, if I don't get you your money, it's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's me all day. <laughs> it's going to get dirty. It's going to get dirty, no other words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all I need is my pet pack. <laughs> That's it. Just, just the word dirty and lips. Just dirty mouth, nothing else. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, you'd have an army of other really strong female comics and they'd be like, oh, you get the money, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. All right, now, who is your favorite rapper or singer of all times and why? Rapper Jay-Z, that's easy. Singer! Singer gets interesting, but today, but today, with all confidence, Trey Songz. Yep! You know what? You know, do you know who Phil Wade is? Who? Do you know who Phil Wade is, the comedian? Yes. Okay, yeah, I interviewed him the other day. I was just like, is Trey Song your favorite singer? He was like, no, <laughs> no disrespect to him. He was like, no, but you know, like most people probably think he is since you do his invitation so well. <laughs> Man, uh, I am an R&B connoisseur, and if you're asking me, if you're telling me I have to listen to somebody's catalog mm -hmm. or for here on out, and I'm talking about listening. Now, if you start going into a performance space, then I might lean more Usher. But if you so, if, do you like him? Is it song or vocally? No, I I, I think it's fair to say. I think people are kind of clear. Trey's not the strongest vocal performance. Okay. Not, well, yeah, because he said he was trying to be a rapper at one point in time. So yes, and yeah. and and but his pen 
is net what he the Trey song sing shit that I would say. Okay. So okay. very way too often is he in a is it is he like in my mental space for what I would be thinking about a situation, whether it's love and or aggressive cocky sexual shit and or like a, a breakup and or it's over and or and Trey don't be uh he don't be like uh placating to like I hate when R&B niggas placate to females. I get why you're doing it, right? But I, but as a man, this is hard to me for me to lie to for me to just like digest because I wouldn't, I, nigga. I know you're running game, bro. I right. know you're you don't believe the words you're saying. Mm -hmm. So so it's like you can get them to believe this shit, but I'm not saying that fuck shit because I would never say that shit. So it's like, hey, eh. <laughs> Trey never Trey never steers me wrong in that way. He'll just tell you what it is. Okay, so you don't have any female um, singers that you like? I love Sade. I love Anita Baker. You went uh, back. Okay, let me find out. Well, I, if, if I'm being, if I'm keeping it funky, I don't always, uh, I don't always listen to as much female R&B as I, okay. I, I listen to way more male R&B because I'm a, I'm a dude. There's a woman yes. sitting next to me and I need this nigga to tell her exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say that. Say say that. I'm gonna play this and he can give the instructions and you go ahead. Seduction, baby girl. <laughs> like right. you know what I mean? But um and and if I'm alone, I just don't wanna I, what do I look like in my car just hey, hey, hey. It's just like <laughs> do it, do it. It's just like But there's a high respect for Beyonce, there's a high respect for Nita Baker, there's a high respect for uh if, if I'm going more new, I'm, I'm really starting to like Ari. Uh I really Oh yeah, Ari Linux. Yeah, I like Janae, but I like nasty, freaky music though. Okay, dirty, just the word. You know what? Me. You it, like, it's not my fault. It's dirty, <laughs> dirty, dirty in my. Um, the I, but I like that when I when it's just me. Not even okay. for I mean yes for that, but not even for that. I'm just in my car by myself, just listening to Silk, like just yeah. just some nat. I like nasty ass music. I like driving the rain music, and I like. Uh, music that says something very specific. What's driving the rain music? Sade or what? Sade is driving the rain music. Anita Baker okay. driving the rain music. Uh, Khalees, I just want to get along with you. Miguel. That was that whole CD was my shit right there. That yeah. was it. Yeah, uh, Miguel does a lot of driving the rain music. Well, you know, you can just when you can hear the the rain on the window pane type music. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what? How did you stay motivated in the entertainment business and especially during this quarantine time? Man, I, I saw a meme the other day that said, if 2020 didn't bring the hustler out of you, it ain't in you, bro. Okay. I'm, I don't know about everybody else, but I have found myself to be busy as fuck. I've been so busy, I've been having to cancel shit. I'm not, I'm, I can't say I've been busier than I have been uh, before quarantine, but it's definitely, I'm, today, today. Mm -hmm. We're on here at 1230. Uh, we'll get off of here whenever we get off of here. Uh, around 2.30, I have some other shows I have to do for uh, with my homeboy uh, with CT for mm -hmm. uh, Patreon. Then right after that, I'm doing Zooming with the homies from like 7 to 9 with Tahir. Like, there might be an hour in here for me to eat. Like, okay. maybe. And then after I'm done with, with the homies, I'll be on Twitch till probably from like, probably 9.30 to 3 a.m. Right. I'm busy as fuck. So... I <laughs> 
I don't know about everybody else, but like, and tomorrow doesn't get any better because I have a podcast at the top of the day. Then I'm helping produce some other. Well, speaking of podcast, go ahead and yeah. shout out your podcast so people can know when to tune in and all that. Oh, listen, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, before even the podcast, before you do anything, okay. Okay. You go watch Give Me Five. Uh, season finale is Friday, which I believe is the is that the ninth. I don't know what day it is. Um, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Look BT Kingsley up on everything. It, it'll come up. Give me five uh is my uh my TV show where we do top five debates and it is fucking phenomenal. We do this Friday is top five black movies. So oh. that's that's priority. Uh but black TV. Oh, can I throw mine in there? Sure, by all means. Go ahead. Does it have to be like a certain genre specific? Top five black movies. Black movies. I'm going to say my top five. Well, I'm going to give you one. One of my top ones that I can, I'm never going to just like pass if it comes on TV. The Five Heartbeats. That's me all day. <laughs> there are so many quotables in there that I love that I just cannot, I have to have the Five Heartbeats all day long. That's a good pick. <laughs> so I would say that one. And if we're going to go game. I told you I'm a Robert Townsend fan. So yes. Robert Townsend and Liam. Yeah. I got to this day, I want one of them glittery vests so I can just say, dang. Right. <laughs> you know, my opinions on Five Heartbeats is so much so much different than everybody else's because I don't, I'm sorry. Y'all argue with yourself. The best lead singer for the Five Heartbeats is Flash. I'm sorry, bro. Flash? Come Flash, on. nigga? Eddie Kane was cool. Right. But he ain't no motherfucking flat. But no, but Eddie was like, how I feel to be me. That was it right there. That nigga Flash was a Flash is a born star. And that's why he kept going after them niggas quit. Yeah, it's lonely at the top. <laughs> it's lonely. Back in the middle again. Yeah, that's my Man. shit. Oh my God. And then, oh, my other one, my gangster one will be um, Minister Society. The reason yeah. I like that one, well, it's, it's a toss between Juice and Minister Society. Totally Society is because that is the first gangster movie where the lead character actually died. And I was like, they don't never do that. They always yeah. have like the ending where he survived and they went to whatever. So because I did not expect the end. Run. Huh? They always freeze him mid-run and then right. he went off to college. Just... <laughs> There'd be that freeze frame at the end of the movie. Right. <laughs> then they just disappear. Yeah. See, they was the first one to do it before them dang old adventure movies. So, <laughs> but that one and um and juice because i never hated tupac so much if you can make me hate you that much and mm. i know you're acting you're a good ass actor yeah 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 so, those are my top three I don't know I <laughs> so, all right now what, oh. I, I, you said podcast black tea podcast is on yeah. thursdays at 11 but uh me it's me mikey and lance woods but it'd be up and down when we're doing it so and it's called you, what join the discord Join the Discord. Everything's there. And say it again. What's the name of it again? My Discord. Uh, just go to my IG and the link for the Discord is there for BTK. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. What is your ultimate goal that you want to achieve in this industry? I want the people. I want the people. I want ownership. I want independence. That is uh, my ultimate goal to be able to creatively get out. This is how I see it playing out. Let's just put a timestamp on it. Today is October 7th. It is 1.30. Uh, it's 2020, a year of the bullshit. So whenever <laughs> somebody goes back and tracks this, uh, maybe it'll all make sense. This is what I, how I see it happening. 
I will end up on some show and or some movie in some role that will allow me to have a comfortable financial space. So it might be like a franchise. It might be like a Tyrese in Fast and Furious type thing, right? It'll just be some some kind of thing that allows me to just kind of showcase where I can move tickets as a comic, where I'm famous enough to do that, that I'm not so famous that I can't go to the goddamn grocery store. Gotcha. I will then from that space create throughout my production companies a bunch of shows that do well, if not only for me, then for people I know around me, even if I'm not the lead, then that. And then I will make strong sound investments that are kind of out of the box that will be the bulk of where my finances come from. Like uh, 50 cent vitamin water adjacent. Like, damn, that's where you got all the money. That's where a big, like that will happen. I have it. I feel like I'm sitting on at least, at least three million dollar ideas, like billion dollar ideas, like, like easily multi hundreds of million dollar ideas and i just don't have the capabilities to do them as of today well i think everybody is gifted with those million dollar ideas you don't have the finances to do it all the time so when right. you don't have finances you have network yeah yeah and 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 so so um but my uh like certain things are just like like me buying the rights to something that i feel like would do really well that's mm. just that existed and i'm just like man if this thing existed it would do so well and I just know it would. And it's just like, it's like certain things like that. Or it's like, like for me being at this level, being able to see things from a, a certain space. And I'm like, man, these things would be, me and my, uh, my sister Tangerine was having a, a conversation about it the other day. Just like that space of being able to create and having ownership. And just like, what does it look like when somebody calls me and I don't want to do something or something so forth. So, that's what I would like. I, if the people right now have a, a strong support system of people, shout out to the Kings of Crew, and it's growing, and I will keep pushing the pedal to the metal. And oh, and then, so let's say there's a weekend, there's a Kingsley weekend. Okay. On Friday, there will probably be some um, version of some show I have going on, a live version of that. Uh, I won't give in, get into too many details because I, I don't want. I don't give a shit. Uh, there'll probably be like a live version of Give Me Five, right? Okay. On Friday, Saturday, maybe two shows at a theater or a stadium where I'm doing, uh, where I'm selling tickets for a, for comedy for stand up, right? And then that Sunday would probably be music, whether it be uh, rapping and or. R&B or whatever space I'm playing in at the time and maybe even some DJ and stuff cuz the DJ and thing space is very interesting for me but like um Oh you're a DJ too? Uh a, a Jace. DJ a Jace. Okay, I'm, I'm a DJ as well so I feel you. Yes. Oh listen, as as a DJ, listen, I will be at uh I'm uh, let's let's go here. I am an artist mm-hmm. first I could say. The DJ right. thing happened kind of by default. I am a. I was doing. Uh, I created this persona of Vincent Dracula Jones, which is an R and B DJ. Only slow jams. No hip hop. No rap. No reggae. No no dance hall. No nothing. Only R and B. Only baby making music. Slow jams, and uh and R and B. That's it. Um, but that. I do private parties where I just DJ now, and people have. You sure you ain't my long lost twin. I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm not even joking. My, what, one of my um my my actual DJ mentor, he's he's my business partner in my game, but um 
when he started, like I started off singing and songwriting, and that's how I met him because I used to write songs for his artists. Right. Right. And then uh, we just kind of linked back up just on a, I'm like, hey, I ain't seen you in a minute. So he's like, yeah, come to the studio. So we sit there talking. He's like, you need to learn how to DJ. He's like, because you love music enough where you can get it. And I'm like, right. all right, so let me try. So I started, I was like, I do like this. He was like, yeah, yeah, get into it. So every time he would throw some songs, he was like, all right, you got to be quick on your feet. If somebody asks you a request, you know, you know, do this, whatever. So I might be playing my jams and he'll be joking, joking and roasting me. He was like, all right, DJ old school, can we get something in this year? Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm like, but I, but this is all I like. Like, it ain't about you. It's about the audience. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, and mind you, so for the first, so if we start, we went to quarantine, what, uh, early March, late February, whatever, mm-hmm. for at least, at least five, four or five months, at least five months. Right. I was DJing every five nights a week on my, on my IG for, man, there was crowds in there sometimes. It, there was, I could significantly say there was definitely a crowd in there that was at like uh, 800 people. And, uh, and and I don't, and I never went live on Instagram before. So it'd be like, it went from like 20 or 30 to like 70, 80 to like 150 to one day we looked up and it was 800 people in here. And I was like, this is fucking craziness. And then IG and the copyrights and all the other shit, they put a, a shadow ban on my Instagram account. So what is that? Um, I don't even know what that is. A shadow ban is like, you can't have copywritten music. So like now as an artist, like as I'm releasing music, I realize why but you can't have that kind of shit just playing on Instagram. They don't own the rights of the music. So they'll, sh- they'll shut you. They'll start making your Instagram. Like you'll go live and there'll be like glitches in it. Or you'll go live and it's like, oh, why are there only four people in here? They don't let people know that you're live anymore. It's like they do a lot of weird shit. So I like, so, so now I just do like private events where I can just, just DJ. Well, how does um, did, uh, DJ Nice get, a, get away with it then? That's a great question. As that is a that is a, a great question and a, I got nothing. Yeah. I would gladly gladly go song to song with. I mean, I love D Nice, but I mean, like, I'm just trying to figure out because unless he bought the copyright, I don't want to. The club and you and you can't. So I don't know what happened and what he was able to work out. Um, but like even. Well, he done had bread for a long time, so maybe he negotiated it before he even did it. I mean, but he's not the only person DJing on, online with no issues. True. So, so they show their favoritism to who they show it to, and that ain't... I can't control that. That ain't... They can't stop the private events. And, that's true. and I did the... I only did one private one, and 65, 75 people showed up. Okay. So we'll be... Well, I'll be fine. Because by the time the world opens back up, um, that might be a space, but because I am now in the music space, uh, please stream Tuskegee, you guys, and uh, check out Mr. Kingsley on all streaming platforms, because now I'm in that space. It's like... So what are you doing? Are you rapping? you um, singing? What are you doing? On Tuskegee, we're singing. Uh, okay. I'm, ra- oh, I'm sorry. On Tuskegee, we're rapping, but singing will come somewhere down the line. Okay, let me find out you got notes up in there. I don't know if I... Let's be honest. Does it matter? You put the auto tune <laughs> on it. Doesn't doesn't matter. Days, not really. Yeah, do it, do it, man. I don't. I don't have. I listen, by no world am I saying I am Luther McBeyonce mm-hmm. McPatty. I, I I can tell you, I don't have that. Right. I'm not tone deaf. Okay. But you but hold a little little note. That's all you can do. Yeah, but I, look, man, creative's gonna create some of our favorite. We have artists, I ain't gonna start shitting on people, but we have right. artists that we love 
that ain't got vocals. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And I'm just like, they we be listening to Future Sing. We be listening to Future Sing. We be listening to, to Young Thug Sing. Don't nobody care about nothing about that. Is it jamming, bro? That's it. Like, can we jam to it? <laughs> is the shit jamming? <laughs> that's my goal. My goal is jamming. Okay. <sighs> but that Sunday, it would be concert music stuff. That's what the a weekend would look like for me. So when you say what I want, at some point in time, those things would all be happening. All right. Sounds good to me. I just need to be at uh, each weekend. So Yeah, pull right. up. Now, if you had to put together the perfect team of people to roast, who would be on your team? First of all, I would... Uh, if Now, I am a horrible roaster. Well, you ain't got to be the one roasting. You just got to pick the team. Oh, no, that that's what I'm saying. So, so all these niggas going to have to take over. So right out <laughs> the gate, Craig Smith, Craig Smith, okay. Craig, Craig Smith. Uh, if you've seen Roast Me, you know why. Craig is of Craig Smith. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'd probably go uh, – I ain't going to even hold – Brandon Lewis. Brandon Lewis. Okay. Because uh, Brandon on his good days – don't really what's name um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go billy sorrells because when billy's on fire the niggas on fire Mm -hmm. billy billy like almost like a like a like a like a like a streaky shooter it's like if that nigga get on fire ain't no stopping him once he on once he's on it's a wrap it's it's a wrap you sign that nigga for for and even when he's when he's not on on he's still really good but when he's on it's like Supernova shit. Um, uh, probably. Who else? Who else? Who else? Roast. I probably would go. I probably would go to here. I'll probably go to here. Um, there's something to be said about Kev also. Kev's really quick, man. Kev on stage is really quick. Nick Jackson's really quick. Um, T Murph. T Murph. <laughs> Yeah, T Murph, T Murph for sure. Um, yeah, Nate's Nate's really really quick. Uh, but I let me let me throw let me go old let me go let, okay. Uh, Tony Roberts. Oh, absolutely. That Tony nigga, Roberts. you he blink, you gonna laugh. I'm like, this boy is stupid. Yeah, Tony <laughs> Roberts, D Ray, and uh, and and probably DC DC Curry just because okay. for rhythm. He's not even – I don't even know if he's, like, a natural roaster like that. But the, the when I've seen him in the space, the mm-hmm. way – I the, the tone that he takes to attack is always, like, super dynamic to me. Right. Yeah. But – so it's like I got some frontliners and I got some niggas that just come through and just deliver. He just delivers. Now, you know who's funny to me, too? Like, he – I don't know if people want to call him a roaster, but D-Lay is because the way yeah. he comes at you, even if he ain't trying to yeah, be yeah. funny, it's just like, damn, nigga <laughs> – Delay is fucking hysterical. Delay is hysterical. I think Kev. I think Kev on stage is like really solid as a roaster. I've Kev on stage has some. I remember one time he walks into the ADD office, and Tahir is like a really sharp dresser. Tahir had on like a like a purple. It was a purple um, like track jacket. It mm-hmm. was a, the jacket was fly as hell with like a purple lid. The fit was fly mm-hmm. as fuck. When I tell you this nigga Kev on stage came through and started singing Darkwing Duck. Uh-oh. <laughs> Darkwing Duck. Let's get 
dangerous. I will never yeah. forget that. That was like the funniest shit I had ever seen in my life. I was like, nigga. God. That's the one thing I like. Be the, the downfall about my friends is they're not comedians, so to speak, but they're yeah. we're all naturally funny. And I hate that because they got the professional jobs, they won't just come and like you know do videos of me and clown. I was like, no, I got a regular corporate job. I'm like, man, fuck that corporate job. We know you would right, right, right. <laughs> Right, but like we legit would do stupid stuff. Like we'll have a game night where we come. So the nigga pull up, we we own their ass. Like quick. Yeah. Like, like dang, can you say hello before you start roasting? Like, right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, man. And it's like my friends that roast is like, oh y'all be going in like uh, like Murph won't really let up if if he if he got you on the ropes. Nate won't really let up if he got you on the ropes. It's like, all right, my nigga, we get it, bro. <laughs> You got it, fam. But like, but Craig's Craig's creativity mm-hmm. on the roast, it's like it just allow him to be like really. It's like it don't matter the situation. He gonna be our CP, CP. Mm-hmm. Uh, CP's a, a also a really CP's the like the balancing act. I would say of like a Murph and a and a um and a Craig Smith because CP's really creative, but he's also really really fucking quick. Yeah, like, yeah, CP. So like. And 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 listen, man. I be uh, listen. I I be live or die with my class of comics. So okay. I feel like my class would be good against. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. Any generation of comedy. Okay. Go go to whatever niggas y'all think is the, the Richard, Rick, all them niggas, all of them. I feel like my class of comedians. There are some legends amongst me, and I. Well, see, I think that generation, like the Eddie Murphys or whatever, they're funny, but I, I don't think they was, like, raised on roasting. I feel like right. they could do it, but that's not they go-to. So it's like, I can roast you if I want to. I just ain't going to go there. <laughs> I, listen, I feel t- God rest their souls. I'm only saying Bernie and Robin because of how highly they're regarded. Okay. Easily would put Craig in a ring roasting against anybody. at any. I, that's how I feel. I'm not talking about me. Yeah. Jamie, uh, oh, nigga. All the, nigga, you name them. I feel like I, outside of something, if you're talking about just ability, now, mm-hmm. obviously, they, they, these, these, these legends understand stuff about the space right. that, um, that might have them give them certain advantages. But mm-hmm. it's just like, no, nah, I feel like, I feel like we got legends in my class. I, oh, Absolutely. Like yeah, if you I don't know what age range everybody is in in that clique that you named, but if you are anywhere near an 80s or 90s baby, you got to know how to roast. Period. And that's yeah. what we raised on. So yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny. Like I know my ways. Like I'm not a I'm not a good roaster, especially if you're talking live. Like I, it's just not my it's not my natural instinct. But yeah. on stage, I do fine. On like if somebody's giving me shit, I'll be I'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not the nigga to try, but it's just like I know that's not one of my high arcing strengths. So it's just see, like, and that's the thing. I'm 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 more of a writer, so like I can roast, yeah. But I don't go in trying to fight you. So it's like, yeah. and that's why I don't because I'm like I know I'm the type of roaster that if you start giving me a lot, I'm going to go straight for the juggler. So by the time we get done, you're gonna ready to fight for real. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, right, and that's right, why I don't right. do it because I'm gonna I'm gonna pierce your soul when I get done. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So, but some and some people like they there's a there is a rhythm and an art to roasting that I I know certain people have just mastered. Like they just mm-hmm. they just have it. 
And it's just like, woo, when you see it happening, you're like, woo, this mm-hmm. is this is happening. Like I've been <laughs> I've been at in Atlanta on the wood, uh just standing outside of the old uptown with Smokey and K dub and Carlos. Yeah, you know, I know all that. I, I know like, how they do that. <laughs> nigga, the sun's coming up, bro. It dead itself. I'm like, you niggas ain't gonna stop, is you? At all. It won't. It will stay on you like that. Who next? Oh my God. And, and <laughs> for for one hour, Smokey is clearly the king. And then another hour, clearly it's Los. And then on another hour, it's clearly K dub. It's like, this shit ain't gonna stop, bro. This shit is not gonna stop. And this, but you know, you, you, oh, uh, Ronnie Jordan. That's, you know, I, yeah, I mean, Ronnie that Jordan real, is a monster. Him, so. Tiny. Tiny. Oh, the big tiny. Big tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we did, uh, me, Blame, Keisha, Billy Sorrells, driving to Atlanta for coming to the stage auditions. Mm hmm. And we and mind you, from Houston to Atlanta, straight through. So it's what twelve hours, thirteen hours, it's like mm-hmm. eight hours, something like that. It's, a, it's an aggressive drive. So we get to Houston. I mean, we get to Atlanta. It gotta be three in the morning. Niggas is already lined up in front of the punchline. Yeah. They're already lined up because these auditions, right? It's like maybe 30, 40 people. We walk up, people just out there talking, sitting in line. You know, like with NBC come around, they just in line waiting for the shit to yeah. open. Niggas just want their numbers, whatever, whatever. Now we're sleepy, bro. We we've been driving a long time. What's up, y'all? What's up, man? Where I come from? Oh man, Houston. And I want to say it was tiny. It was either tiny or it was um uh T T Ray T Ray Davis. It was either tiny or T Ray. But we walked. Oh, up. that's the tall light skin dude, right? No, T Ray's the uh, the nigga with the glasses. Uh, oh! T Ray Sanders. Well, I mean, T. Ray I Sanders. old school, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, T Ray Sanders. <laughs> um. Uh, Derek Keener, another monster on the roast too. Uh, and I remember we walked up and it was like, "What's up, man? Where y'all from?" I was like, "Houston." And he was like, "Oh, that's cool." So, but where you get them like the wheelchair pushers from? I was talking about this nigga's shoes, and I was like, "Nigga, <laughs> what time is it, bro? Like, the fuck are y'all doing, my nigga?" And niggas walked up to the roast. It was like, and then nigga Billy was like, "Oh, nigga, this is what we doing." Like, I was like, Billy was a Billy was ready to go, and we was like, "Man, nigga, I'm tired, fam. I ain't got time to do this shit with you right now." <laughs> right. Them niggas did that shit till ten in the morning. Um, I can believe it. <laughs> they let to do it. I'm telling you. Niggas did that shit till ten in the morning. I was like, so yeah, the the niggas that I know that get it in, them niggas get it in. All right. Now, what are some words of wisdom you would give any upcoming entertainer or entrepreneur? Uh. Up, upcoming meaning they're already doing it. Um, get, get them first ideas out. Trust your instincts. You're not wrong. You don't don't be afraid to take the crea- uh, constructive criticism. But if we look at any of the stories of any of the legends of anybody that we look up to you name it at some point in time somebody told them to not do it the way that they ended up doing it Mm -hmm. so so to them you gotta no nigga do it you're not wrong you're not wrong people gonna try to get you to go a certain way and if so then you do it on your own you're we you you find you all right Mm -hmm. and you ain't shit Get used to hearing it, get used to saying it, because everybody ain't going to love you. That's right. 
I told I was uh my boy um Clayton Thomas told me some shit, man. He was grinding out when before he hit the million on Facebook, he was just like, you know, pumping out content, whatever, whatever. And he would go and he would respond to everybody that responded. Like everybody would say, Oh, great job. He would go and say, Oh, thank you. To every person. He doesn't do it anymore because it's a, it's aggressive now, but right. there was a, a, for a very long time he responded. He he now he responds to as many as he can, but that for a very long time. And he was like, and, and somebody asked him one time, like, well, why do you do that? He was like, because I ain't shit. Like, who am I to not respond? I'm 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 a an entertainer, and you guys just watch what I do. It's like, nigga, right. who are you, bro? Say That's thank right. You. That it matters. That's what people don't understand. I'm such an appreciative person for any anytime somebody do something for me, I'm always thankful because yeah. people don't do shit for you. Yeah. <laughs> so if they even think to do something for you, thank you. Yeah, and never <laughs> never underestimate the opportunities that'll be granted to you for just being a cool ass nigga. Mm-hmm. For just being cool, a lot of shit will happen in your favor for not being a, a just somebody that people don't like to be around. Absolutely. So like in short, some of you can't help it. Some of you can't help it. You was a fuck nigga and you can't help it. This is true. true. So before we get out of here, you know, I got a couple of segments that we got to go through. We have our kiss or diss, which is celebrity crushes. So I'm going to name some celebrity crushes. You're going to decide who you kissing and who you diss. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we got Kerry Washington or Taraji P. Henson. Who you kissing, who you dissing? I'm going to kiss Taraji. She she got a little little more, uh, she's a little little thicker. She got a little more meat on her. Kerry's frame is a little tiny for me. Okay. And if Carrie right. comes with that face, too. Man, listen, you, you took it right from my soul. I swear to God, you did. <laughs> I hate that face. If she come up with that face, then that's obviously a no. Man, now, listen. Now, that Carrie, was going around with her face? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. Now, Jay, now the, the Django Carrie and or Scandal Carrie, hey, I, I oh, get it. God. But I'm going to take her out here. All right, Jasmine Sullivan or Jill Scott? Who you kissing? Jill Scott, kissing? Jill Scott, Jill Scott, Jill Scott. Jill Scott over over Taraji. Shit. Okay. All right. Excuse me. Whatever the next person is, Jill Scott again. You know what? You can't do that. All right. <laughs> All right. Next one, Macy Gray or Viola Davis? Viola. I'm not listening to no goddamn Macy Gray voice. Okay. Now Last one. Give me a kiss. Oh. Yeah, gonna give me a kiss it. right now. <laughs> And it's gonna be moist. It's so sweet, your lips. It's dirty and no other words. I'm done. Okay. Last one. Esther Rowe or Mother Love? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Esther Rowe from Good Time. Yep. Mother Love. Who's Mother Love? Mother Love used to have a TV show. I don't know if she was a um, comedian. No, she just had a show called Mother Love. Mother love. I can't picture mother love. <laughs> you finna Google her? I finna look up mother love. Let me see. Because Esther I, I can tell you right now, ain't in my favor. <laughs> it ain't your favorite. Okay. It, 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 mother love. Oh, let me see. Mother love. Oh, mother love. I think. Forgive or forget. Yes, that was the name. Yep, that was the name of her show. I love. That was easy. Yeah. Okay. Esther I was all crazy. If we talk about the same person, <laughs> Esther had the I, right? From Sanford and Son. No, not that Esther. Esther Rowe was the mother of the good times. Damn, 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 James. Oh, still mother love. 
right. Hold that little afro. <laughs> so, we, so we moving on to our DAQs, which is dumbass questions. They're just okay. random questions I want answers to. All right. Jill Scott movie, again. I'm sorry. You know what? <laughs> what movie do you wish you could erase from history? Who? The Cleaner? Cedric's movie, The Cleaner. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, it was kind of bad. Car 54, where are you? Super trash. Uh, the Honeymooners with, with Mike Epson said. Hey, awesome. man, I, yo, all you had to do was one. Oh. <laughs> Autumn shit is trash. All right. What is the weirdest thought you've ever had? X-Men 3, also another trash-ass movie. How dare you kill Cyclops, bitch? <laughs> I'm sorry. What was <laughs> What is the weirdest thought you've ever had? The weirdest thought I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Hmm. The weirdest thought I've ever had. Uh, I don't know. That is, I don't know. I don't think none of my thoughts are weird. People will probably tell you me wearing shoes with lights on them on television was probably a bad idea, but it felt like a good idea. The LA gear lightups? No, I had some other shoes that light up, but they were they was way brighter than that. <laughs> okay. Really probably tell you that was a bad idea, but hey, I felt pretty good about it. Okay. That's the problem. I don't think none of my ideas is weird. <laughs> this is genius. <laughs> Random spoons. <laughs> no, I remember that episode too. All right. What made up okay, what made up word would you incorporate in the English language if you could? Oh man. Oh. Oh, let's go. Um, uh, I'm such a connoisseur of fuck books. I make up words all the time. I like, you know what? For those that know, they'll know. Frizzy fries. Frizzy fries. Oh, either frizzy fries uh, uh, or Vaseloose. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Okay, frizzy fries is one thing, but what the hell is Vaseloose? Vaseloose. Uh, Vaseloose is me saying fast and loose really, really quickly. So uh, sometimes when I'm on Twitch playing uh, Call of Duty, like it's a the Warzone game is a is a high strategy game on landing mm -hmm. your weapons, so on and so forth. But sometimes if it get late, I'd be like, hey man, let's just play three more games, Vaseloose. Like Vaseloose, like fast and loose, but Vaseloose. And I literally just land, try to punch people, no gun, like Vaseloose. I let you explain that because I was going left with it. I'm just like, oh, she must have been. Are you did like a vaginal loose? I mean, hey. Went over there, she talked about you had a little dick. No, baby, that pussy. Vaseloose. Vaseloose. All right. If you had to pick a, one song to describe your whole childhood, what would it be? And what was the soundtrack of your childhood? Of my childhood? Mm -hmm. uh, mm, if I had to just take a song to describe my childhood, what song would it be? Off the top of my head, I'm going, uh, off the top of my head, I'm going, my childhood, meaning I'm young, 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 meaning before 12. Well, no, it don't 
don't have to be like Barney or nothing like that, but like, you know, I get, I would say after 13, teenage. 13 and up? Yeah. Oh, that those two songs are totally different. Let me go right before. Before it would have been maybe Playground, like ABC. Okay. Oh, yeah, ABC, like then, right? Okay. But after 13, 13 I might not have been, but 13 to to when we about to hit 20, oh, my God. Um, not Space Age Pimpin'. I remember that, too. Uh, the world is filled is the world is filled. Biggie has a a very special place in my heart. Um, the world is filled, and space age pimping are somewhere in there, somewhere, somewhere in there. Because I know that these, this, uh, I know UGK and Pimpsey and Tila and uh, this kind of shit shaped my mentality. Still to this day, still to this day, that like that world is filled that that pub versus certain things are just like I never really let go of to this day. I literally listened to that song like the other day. I was like, yeah, there's something. There's uh, the, uh, fuck faces. Like there's something in this space, uh, this first verse that I this Scarface verse that I just never, never really let go. I think when I came, like, I'm from L.A., but when I moved down to Atlanta, mm-hmm. I know that the first song that I could not get them to stop playing the radio was that dang on Kilo, um, that boom in that car. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, for $2.2 million, would you eat one cow ball and see walk all the way to uh, Sloss and Swap Meat? Would I eat one what? <laughs> would you eat one cow ball and sea walk all the way to Sloss and Swap Meat? A cow ball is that shit? No, like one of his balls. Who? Wait, whose balls? <laughs> no. I'm not a cow, a moo, a cow, a cow ball. Oh, oh, <laughs> like food. I was like, wait, is it shit? I was like, uh, is it cooked? <laughs> I was like, so a deep fried cow ball. Uh-huh, and you have to sea walk all the way to Sloth and Swap Meat for $2.2 million. I mean, yeah, I feel like I can make it. I, I'm literally in my brain thinking the route I would take to safely make it all the way to Sloth, and I'm like, yeah, I can, I can probably figure that out. While sea walking? You can do that all the way while sea walking? Yeah, I was like, I, I would have to, I would have to, I might have to take some back safe streets, we go, because I'm in I'm in the valley, so I'll have to go. We take Laura Canyon up. Nobody going to be paying attention over there. <laughs> Fairfax. And I probably have to take Santa Monica down a little bit. Then, oh, yeah, that, yeah I can do that. Yeah, I had, to, I had to think of the route for safety because sea walking all the way down can be a problem. Okay. As soon as I get there, as soon as I get to what's the name, I'm putting my hands in my pocket. All right. Name one useless instrument in your opinion. Instrument? Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a musical instrument? Yeah. One that you think is useless. A triangle. I don't need a triangle. Okay. Triangle's trash. I got two. I'm going to say a recorder. You know, the little recorder we had to learn. In- oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be absolutely trash, too. And a kazoo. 
can make some sense out of the kazoo. I, I, I don't really fuck with the tambourine like that. This is true. It's like a collection of symbols. We don't nobody need this shit. You ain't lying. I, <laughs> all right. Relax. <laughs> maracas? Fuck maracas. Oh, yeah, I meant bongo. Well, no, I like bongos, but. No, I, and I ain't going to even hold you. I kind of like maracas. I ain't going to even hold you. <laughs> I said it, I thought, like, no, that maraca kind of get to going every now and then. <laughs> all right, before we get out here, we're going to play around with Finger Do. So, Finger Do is a game me and my. Good uh, DJ mentor and uh, best friend, uh, DJ R-Star, created during the quarantine. So while everybody was sitting there bored, didn't have nothing else to do, we mm-hmm. were whipping up a game. So uh-huh. what it is, it's a musical game, and it's, you have to sing the melody on the card, but you can only use the word do. And then, so how you win is basically as many songs you can guess within the time frame, that's how you get your points. So I'm going to do a couple so you can guess, and then I'm going to let you do a couple so you can see how it's uh, played. Okay. I'm going to go with the... R&B and hip hop category because I'm that's kind of what I know. That's hilarious. So, you ready? Yeah, it's gonna send me with classical and uh. I mean, well, I can tell you the categories. The categories no, we have: uh, hip hip hop, R&B, greatest hits, pop, Billboard hits, country, rock, singer do favorites, old school, TV themes, and party and dance hits. That's all the categories. Okay, keep going. All right, so we got it. All right, we're going. Let's see how I'm gonna do this. Um, okay, I got it. There you go. All right. Next one. Okay, come on. All right. This is what you do. What's the name of the song? You make me? There you go. All right. So you got the hang of it. So I'm going to let you do a couple. Let me see if I can get get your talents. Yes. All right. What uh, what category you want to do? I would love to say R&B and hip hop, but if you want to make it, your choice. No, that's that's my my lane. So I'm trying to flip them all over to the R&B and hip hop ones. If you don't know it, then we can just tell me to skip the car. All right, you ready? Yep. All right. Tell me where I need to move it. Uh, to move. uh, oh, God. Uh, all right. Um, got it? Yeah. Do, 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 that's all you got? And do 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 Wait, no. <laughs> Good boy. 
There's one, there's one way easier I could have did, but I just jumped to that one. I don't know. Do, 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 do. Wobble. I could at least went do 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 That would have been way easier. <laughs> but I saw a kiss. I was like, let me just see where do. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that is how you play finger do. If you're interested in the game, definitely go to fingerdo.com and order you one. It's a perfect stocking stuffer since the holidays are coming around. And oh, BT, please tell them where they can find your podcast, your merchandise, anything you got going on. Listen, you guys, make this easy on yourself. BT Kingsley on everything. Miss Pause, Mr. Kingsley Musically. Because if we gonna be on the Apple and Spotify, if you already there, why don't you look up Mr. Kingsley songs called Tuskegee featuring DJ Avalanche? It's jamming on the one. If not, come tell me it ain't jamming on the one. Uh, but it's jamming on the one. More music is coming. Um, but within that, go to BT Kingsley on Instagram. Go to the link in my bio. Everything is there. My merch is there. My YouTube is there. My Facebook is there. If you don't do nothing else, go to the YouTube and follow YouTube and watch the new episode of Give Me Five. But I would love for you to join the Discord. The Discord is smacking. You hear me? My Discord is super, super popping. It's a good time. If you fuck with me for real, you in the Discord. Those are, that's, that's what it is. YouTube, Facebook, share that thing. Well, go watch Give Me Five. Okay, and that has been another episode of Candy Kisses TV. We will see you next time. Doo-doo-doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it in there. <laughs> Candy Kisses TV is sponsored by Singadoo and Kissable Lips Cosmetics. Order your copy of Singadoo today at singadoo.com. Shop kissablelipscosmetics.com for all your beauty needs. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And tune in. Every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday at 11 a.m.